Hey y'all, what's good? It's your girl BJ the Blogger, and you are listening to Brown Girl Tarot Podcast. Um, first of all, nigga, we on Apple, okay? We on Apple Podcasts or whatever. So let me just tell y'all, I did not, <laughs> I was not intending for it to take this long for me to get on Apple. I had actually had thoughts. I was under the impression that my podcast was t- under pending review to get on Apple Podcasts this entire fucking time. But apparently, um, I don't pay attention to stuff. So there's that. Um, so yeah, so this episode is going to be a little bit different from the other ones just because I'm doing something that's a little bit like a, a side mini episode. So right now, and like I told y'all before, I'm not a, I'm not a Cosmo bitch. I'm not an astrology bitch by any means, but I'm trying to get there. All right. Um, so I've been binge watching a lot of YouTube videos and, um, looking at the messages that have been received from a lot of different, um, spiritualists and mediums and people that actually are really good at astrology and the what's kind of going on in the cosmos right now are we're inside of this dark shadow period understanding that we're inside of this dark shadow period kind of inspired me to record a podcast describing some of the shadow aspects that at least i know and experience as a melanated person right um actually tweeted something not too long ago after the recent shootings that happened i believe they were in colorado no 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 no, in texas i I live in texas like what the fuck um the recent shootings that happened inside of el paso and then there was another shooting that happened um kind of overnight that was in another state i can't remember which state it was in but um i tweeted something that was essentially saying that if you don't embrace your shadow side then you can go to the extremes and do things like that like shoot a bunch of people that you feel like don't belong or you feel like are people that you don't like essentially when you deal with your shadow you can project that shadow onto other people and you think that you don't like that person but really what you don't like is something that is innate inside of your subconscious um so i tweeted something along the lines of you know when you don't embrace your shadow you do ridiculous and extreme things like shoot up a bunch of innocent people in a walmart Essentially, after i tweeted that there was a lot of movement on um, my social media after that and i figured people might be actually interested in understanding a little bit better about what does it mean to have a shadow what does it mean to cast a shadow um what are some shadows that you could be more aware of inside of your own subconscious inside of your own day-to-day life and what you can do in order to embrace your shadow um because right now um so basically august 8th was the mark of the lions the lions gate opening um and from my understanding there was a a pretty large shift that's happening in the cosmos between now and the beginning of next year inside of 2020 where we're inside of this really dark period where um the people's shadows and that are inside of their subconscious are starting to come to light people's true selves are starting to show and it's something that um is going to impact a lot of people's lives like if you aren't fully embracing your shadow and you're not in control of it then it can 
take over your life and and you'll wake up one day and everything in your life has kind of changed um so let me just start off by introducing this idea of the shadow so the shadow is a side of you that you have swept under the rug for example like imagine you have let's imagine you got cockroaches in your house and instead of you dealing with the cockroaches and saying okay how did you get here what happened what do i need to change inside of the cleanliness of my home in order for me not to have cockroaches what do i need to do instead of doing that you just spray a bunch of spray all over the place and kill the cockroaches that you can see and you start inviting people over that's the cockroaches are really the shadows that is your shadow side those are the negative aspects of yourself that you do not want to address immediately and a lot of times the shadow comes from um, traumatic experiences from childhood um, they could come from relationships that you've had over the course of your life that have um, made you question yourself made you um, feel some type of way um, it, it really is just parts of yourself that have shown itself and parts of yourself that that have come to surface at some point in your life and instead of you addressing it you kind of just push it into the closet and you close the closet and you don't want to deal with it and what happens when people don't deal with their shadow so let's go back to that example of the cockroaches what happens if when people don't deal with it it comes to the surface on its own and instead of you having complete control over it it'll just it can just pop up inside of your life whenever it feels like and then it can start to influence the way that you communicate with people it can start to influence the decision making the decisions that you're making um and it can influence the way that you feel about yourself and it and it can even show itself inside of your dreams that's really the idea of the shadow so i just kind of wanted to get that out there just to kind of give you guys a basic definition of what the shadow is um so that's what we're going to be talking about today we're going to be talking about different aspects of the shadow and some of the things that i personally have experienced as um being a black person inside of america um it's specific of course i'm going to have a greater perspective of the female side but I'll, I'll also talk about um you know the shadow aspects that i've experienced when when dealing with um, black men as well so normally when i do a show i'll do an affirmation or whatever um but today i kind of want to do something different i think i kind of want to do a reading um just because well first of all like i've been trying to get better about um getting into and doing my reading my tarot readings more often and if you guys hear any shuffling in the background it's me shuffling my cards or whatever um i'm trying to get better about doing my readings every day and um not just doing the readings but analyzing them and whatever and i feel like oh the full card came out that's cute um <laughs> I feel like it's important for me to take advantage of me having this craft and me having this gift in um, incorporating it inside of you know the show a little bit. So um, 
and also receiving my messages from spirit through cards too like a lot of times when i do my affirmations at the beginning of the show it's like something that i've kind of been feeling um on a day-to-day -day basis and i also um i think yes it's important for me to kind of take that but um sometimes spirit has messages to deliver that um you know i haven't come across in my day or my week so um I think I think I got the cards I wanted. Okay. So the cards that I pulled were I pulled the fool, I pulled the seven of swords, and I pulled the king of pentacles. So we actually had a, we've already done the show about the fool a while ago. That was the very first um, major arcana show that we did so we all understand the fool has to do with your ego it has to do with your personality um it's a very uh, earthly plane energy but it's the on-site and the initiation of something to begin it is the impulse of um the start of a journey and then the seven of swords so sometimes people refer to the seven of swords as the the single mother's card <laughs> because it's about having a lot of it's about having weight on your shoulders and it isn't always about responsibility in terms of weight sometimes it could have to do with anxiety sometimes it could have to do with um a lot of thoughts and stress on you um that's going on through your head mentally and um i got the king of pentacles which the king of pentacles is literally like you the king of coin okay um i call my friend the king of coin all the time but um the king of pentacles or the king of coin is just about being somebody that has literally mastered the material world um you already embody this energy of of being somebody that's already got all of their shit together you got your you got a car you got a house you got a steady job you got money in your bank account um blah blah, blah. like literally things inside of the earthly plane they materialize themselves it, they material it materializes itself for you and spirit you have this direct connection with spirit and the divine to where you're constantly being taken care of like no matter what you do you're always going to be taken care of um so the message that i'm kind of receiving inside of this is it's almost like the message that I'm receiving is like look like you have everything in the world that you already need but for some reason like there's a doubt in yourself like you you don't feel like it's like you're you you don't feel like you are who the fuck like it's almost like you don't you don't realize how dope you are it's like if you looked at yourself from the outside looking in like niggas probably are like yo like i want to be like this person but for some reason in your head you are constantly feeling like you need to do some you need to do more like it's almost like you don't give yourself enough credit for the things that you're doing on a regular basis sometimes it's okay to take a fucking step back and enjoy what enjoy the abundance that you already have you don't need to constantly need to get more and more and more and more it's okay to feel comfortable inside of your space and say you know what 
I'm good as fuck at my job. You know what? I'm a good ass girlfriend or a boyfriend or whoever, or like, it's okay to be like, look, like I'm inside of a really good space right now and I'm happy. And maybe everything in the world and everything that's going on around me isn't perfect. Of course it's not perfect, but that doesn't mean that I'm less than a person. That doesn't mean that I constantly need to be looking into the future. Like I'm, I'm okay right now inside of the space that I'm in right now. Like I, I can absolutely say that I feel okay with myself. I'm, I'm proud of myself. That, that is that's the message that I feel like, you know, needs to be delivered is be proud of yourself. Be proud of the work that you've done. You know, it's, it's okay. Like I'm like spirit is literally saying, I'm proud of you, you know? Um, so that's the message that I kind of feel is like, you know, it's, it's okay. Like, don't feel like you got to constantly be, be searching for more and trying to get more and like, stop living in the future. Live. It's okay to live in this present moment right now. And if you actually took a moment, a day to just sit back and be and have gratitude of the things that you have in the space that you, that you're in, you would be surprised that like, how much that you've already done inside of your journey like you're you're a dope ass individual like you are the king of coin like be like embrace that energy like you deserve to be cocky you deserve to be confident like you are the shit but you're not going to like does that really matter if you don't believe it like honestly inside of your journey inside of your incarnation like you being the shit you being the nigga you being the king of coin does that matter if you don't acknowledge that inside of your journey you attract inside of your your space and inside of your universe what you put out there if you put out into the universe that i am of high value i of i am of high worth i am this king of coin then the universe has no choice but to see you as valuable and to put things in your life and to put people in your life that see you in situations and jobs, put those things in your life that see you as valuable as well. Otherwise, what'll happen is you'll start to get, be put inside of situations where you are forced to make to see yourself as valuable you'll start to receive lessons because it's like okay you don't see yourself as valuable let me prove it to you let me prove it to you let me prove it to you you know what i mean that was really a long <laughs> that was a long-winded way of saying like look like if if you don't believe that you are this king of coin if you don't believe that you have that innate ability to be taken care of and that you are valuable you are of high fucking value if you don't see that for yourself nobody else will and you walking around stressed out about it and constantly living in the future it doesn't allow you to have to to have the ability to to bask in what you have around to bask in your abundance that's the message that i have for y'all today i like that i like doing a message in the beginning of the show that's actually really nice and i feel like that's a message that i needed to receive too um 
you know i've been having this so like today i had this moment where i just had this realization i don't need to constantly be trying to to force things to happen into my life like i'm in so i'm the type of person that i execute if i want something i go get it if i want something i make a plan about it and then i go i go execute and i get what i want and if i can't if i don't have the power to get what i want right then and there then i literally go around and i tell everybody what i want and i try to manifest it that way by like putting little plugs in people's ears like let's say let's say i want um let's say i want to buy myself something right but i don't have the money for it so and because so me not having the money for it it for me feels like okay i don't have the power to get it for myself so I'm just gonna tell everybody this is what I want and then you know I'll probably get it somebody will probably buy it for me eventually and um so that's what I do right but I was thinking to myself today what am I what am I what (laughs) what am I doing (laughs) what am I doing in my life right now to attract the things that I want like yes I can go get what I want which is a very masculine concept is a very masculine energy to go and get it and what am I going to do to go get it but what am I doing in order to receive it in as well that that feminine energy that inward and I was thinking to myself like I don't I don't think I know how to do that very well and, and I wasn't saying it in a way to like beat myself up about it because I've always been this like super masculine person. Like that's just something that I've kind of learned to embrace is that I'm a very hyper masculine energy. Um, and my I'm, I'm trying to garnish a better relationship with my divine feminine. But um, today I just kind of had this this feeling like there are absolutely things that you want in your life like you have a vision like Brittany your vision is very very clear and you make it very obvious to spirit and everybody else the things that you want but do the things that you want in your life want you kind of like kind of like if you're like walking up to a dog like when you run run up on a dog what does the dog do it like jumps back and it's like bitch what the fuck what's going on like i don't understand what's going on right now oh sorry that's my alarm um it's 4 44 right now but yeah like when you when you go towards an animal it like jumps back when you come at it aggressively a lot of times if you just kind of fucking chill the fuck out and like you show like a little bit of interest in it but not too much and you you appear to be somebody that the animal would be interested in like walking up to and smelling like hmm I wonder what this human is then normally the animal just comes up to you at some point and that's that's the energy that I'm really trying to embody is like you know not just with my job but in all aspects of my life like for the things that I want what am I doing to attract it because I don't need to the things that I want it doesn't have to happen right this second like I have a habit of wanting something right fucking now I want it now like this is what I want I want it right this fucking second but uh, sending out a, the attraction signals it it it's some, it takes a little bit of time you know it needs to marinate a little bit it needs to stew the seasonings need to get all nice and good in there first 
And that's about having some fucking patience, which is crazy because I pulled the patience card. I want to say out of my last five readings, I pulled the patience card three times. I just need to learn to be more fucking patient. Um, and that is another aspect of, um, you know, divine feminine energy. So I'm embracing it and I'm trying to be a little bit more understanding about it and, and, um, you know, learn and feel it out because feminine energy isn't something that you just like learn from reading a fucking book. Like it takes a lot of time in order to fully, um, embrace that energy. So yeah, that's a, that's a good time for us to break into the next segment of the podcast. Now, what I want to talk about is shadow archetypes. What I do is I do, I've been doing a lot of research about Jungian energies and archetypes and the psychology, the psychology from, um, Carl Jung, um, that really interests me a lot. And something that Jung also um, was huge on was the archetypes and your shadow aspects. Now, why is it important to embrace your shadow aspect? So embracing your shadow aspect is important because it makes it so that when it comes up, it's not a fucking surprise. You know what I mean? Like you're not caught the fuck off guard. And when you're, when it's not a surprise, now what I want to talk about is shadow archetypes. What I do is I do, I've been doing a lot of research about Jungian energies and archetypes and the psychology, the psychology from um, Carl Jung um, that really interests me a lot. And something that Jung also um, was huge on was the archetypes and your shadow aspects. Now, why is it important to embrace your shadow aspect? So embracing your shadow aspect is important because it makes it so that when it comes up, it's not a fucking surprise. You know what I mean? Like you're not caught the fuck off guard. And when you're, when it's not a surprise, it allow when you develop a relationship with it, then when it comes to the surface, it allows you to be prepared to deal with it. It's like if you had company coming over, like if you, if niggas just popping up on you, you don't, you don't have a chance to get prepared. You don't have a chance to get your house in order. Maybe you want to cook them a little meal. Maybe you wanted to grab some wine first. Maybe you didn't wash your ass today. But if you know, you actually have a conversation with these niggas on the phone and you're like, Hey, you showing up over here or if you notice or see like huh this person tends to come over on Fridays pretty often or whenever I hang out with this person this person normally shows up and when I say this person I'm talking about your shadow then it allows then you have a chance to be like you know what let me get prepare myself let me go ahead and clean the house just in case it decides to pop up on me Jordan Peele in the movie what is the movie called us yeah, us. Um, the movie Us, where it was um, 
the black family and then their tether came up and from you know this underground world where like this the other version of a lot of people just kind of lived and when the person above ground was having a happy life the person that was below ground their tether side was like having a shitty fucking life um that's like your shadow think of your shadow as like a tether right but when their tether popped up out of fucking nowhere their tether was ready to come in and wreak fucking havoc on everything and everybody and from my understanding the message that I got from that movie is like they were forgotten they are the forgotten ones and that's a lot of the times what it is when people's shadows is like their shadows are the it's the forgotten side of them inside of their subconscious that they don't deal with and so let me give you guys like one quick example before I get into like the examples that I, I'm, I want to, um, you know, name off. So let's say you grew up inside of a household or a culture where women covered the fuck up. Like women didn't, you didn't show your breasts, your legs, nothing. You wore skirts, you wore, women wore pants. Your, your dad used to call women that dressed provocatively hoes. And your mom used to make sly comments about the women that she worked with didn't dress professionally or whatever. So then your whole life, you, you as, let's say you're a woman, right? Let's say you're a female. So you, your whole life, you, you've had this idea of what women are supposed to look like when they go out. So if you were to come across a, a woman and she's dressed provocatively, then you're like, what the fuck like that might you know what she would probably get on your fucking nerves they're like this person a hoe and all she want to do is get attention and blah 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 like when you come across women like that like it would piss you the fuck off like it would probably get on nerves but it, it honestly might piss you the hell off especially if this is somebody that you're con like you're around all the time and she's like shaking her titties up in, in niggas faces and she be twerking all the time and shit <laughs> like she would probably get on your fucking nerves to the point that you would want to fight her like damn this bitch is thirsty as fuck she don't know how to sit the fuck down she always got her titties and her ass out blah 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 that irritation that you feel is you dealing with the shadow side of yourself because more than likely you wanted to embrace that side of you you wanted to express that side you wanted to express that side of like sexual freedom and your parents didn't allow you to do that so you tucked it away you tucked this idea of sexual freedom inside of your back pocket you were like you know what that's just not something that i'm gonna do i'm not gonna deal with so those feelings that i have of wanting to be liberated and wanting to feel free to show my body if I fucking want to those feelings and those emotions and that impulse that I have I'm just going to tuck that inside of the closet somewhere and I'm not going to deal with it so when you meet women that are expressing themselves and are allowing themselves to be free that is a projection like that irritation that you feel about it that is a projection of your shadow and you see like you looking at that you seeing that you're like I don't know what the fuck to do with this like I don't understand that I don't understand why anybody would act like that and that's because you didn't deal with your shadow 
you didn't deal with those feelings that you've had before. So you don't know what to do with those feelings. You don't understand it. Like it's, it's literally like oil and water. You just don't know how to handle it. So what do you do? What, what do most people do when they don't understand something? They make it the enemy. They make it evil. So instead of you saying, huh, I wonder why she is like this. I wonder why she feels this way. Like, I wonder why she feels so comfortable, like, you know, acting like this. Like, does she respect herself? Does she not respect herself? You know, you start to like try to make connections inside of your head. But if you would have dealt with that shadow at some point inside of your life, then you would be more understanding of other people when you project your shadow onto other people, you'll be more understanding of other people, but you'll also become more understanding of yourself, of that that two-sided part of yourself, your light side and your dark side. And when I say light and dark side, I don't mean good and bad. When I say light and dark side, I'm talking about the light side, the side that is shown to others. Well, imagine a light like the sun shining a light when you're walking around, this is this this is the face that uh, people see. But and then when I say the dark side, that's the side that most people don't see. So then you'll be able to really fully understand these impulses that you feel within yourself, um, and you can become become to make peace with it, right? If you if you're embracing it and you're trying to understand it and you're trying to to um, build a relationship with your light and dark side then when it when your dark side comes up and when you see when you project your shadow onto other people or even when you you feel your shadow start to come to the surface inside of your life you can better deal with it you build you have this can you imagine if your tether came up and you haven't talked to your tether in fucking years your tether out here doing their own thing they done became their own self they became their own fucking wild beast whereas if you you know, deal with your tether on a weekly basis, monthly basis, maybe call your tether up whenever you get an opportunity to kind of like when you hit up your grandmother or your parents or your siblings, then you have a better understanding. You can, you know how to deal with it. That's really the idea of the shadow, why it's important for us to build relationships with our shadow sides. I kind of want to talk about different shadow archetypes that I have you know experienced or seen inside of the black community um this isn't that doesn't necessarily mean that this is limited to the black community because every like this is something that all people deal with anybody that is a fucking human or anybody that has a conscience has a shadow side so black people white people indian people Mexican people, it don't matter who the fuck you are. Everybody has a, a shadow side and everybody has dealt with these archetypes at some point inside of their culture. And you will see it in movies and TV shows inside of different people's lives, whatever. I'm just going to talk about a lot of these archetypes from the aspect and the perspective of a black person. And again, let me also mention that these archetypes are, ar archetypes are energies. They are energies and impulses that are a part of um different people different personalities and um well really people's consciousness um but it is your personality is a bridge or a way of um showing your archetype to others but um these are really just energies that you are embodying inside of your subconscious um as 
an individual. Um, and when you are embodying these archetypes, it's almost like you're acting out a role, right? So the first archetype I want to talk about is the orphan. And um, the goal of the orphan is they just want to belong. They're a realist. They're very down to earth. They've been through a lot of ups and downs um, inside of their life. But the the goal of them is they just want to belong. And I felt like this resonated a lot with black people because black people, that's that's really what we want. We just want to belong somewhere. Like, have you ever heard the phrase like, you're too African for America, but you're not African enough for the Africans? Um, that for me is like the experience that I feel you know sometimes as being a black person um which can make us feel like an orphan you know what i mean um and so the good part about the orphan archetype is that you know they're honest and they're open and they're straightforward like i said they're very grounded um and they're realists but the negative aspect of that are that they can be um negative and I think as us as black people, sometimes we can beat ourselves up a lot um, and we don't give ourselves enough credit. Like we don't have enough pride inside of ourselves, probably because we get beat up from so many different angles that um, it's hard for us to lift each other up sometimes. I'll give you guys an example. I was in fucking Walmart the other day. And so I'm going through the self checkout line and the girl that was in the self-checkout line like she was i guess like the you know she worked at walmart so she was like the the person that kind of went to the different lines to help people and she just kind of fucking stared at me like as i was walking up to the checkout line i'm just like okay like whatever so i go to the first station or whatever and i just start ringing myself up whatever so she her, the place that she was standing was maybe like three or four feet from like my right hand side and so like more people were walking through and as people were walking through she was asking them do you are you using cash or credit because certain stations use cash and certain stations use credit so like i heard her say this to one group of people and i was like hmm, i wonder which why she said that to them and not me um maybe they asked her a question or something whatever so i didn't think twice about it but like two or three more groups of people came by and like she kept asking them the same thing are you using cash credit are you using cash credit and i'm just thinking to myself why she ain't say nothing to me about it fucking stared at the middle of my fucking head like i had a damn zit on my face or something she didn't say anything to me and then i thought about it and i'm like sometimes i really think black people are as afraid of black people as other races are afraid of us and that shit's kind of fucking annoying because it's just like girl if it, you should be more comfortable with me than you are with anybody else i think at that moment that's when i felt like an orphan that hurt my feelings a little bit so i mean yeah and i mean granted like i said with the orphan like some the shadow side of that and the the downfall of the orphan is they can be negative so that could be a small negative thing that maybe she just lost her train of thought or something whatever but um you know that's something that i've seen inside of our community um and so another archetype is um the jester right the 
the jester and um we talked about this inside of the previous one of the previous podcasts when we talked about the full major arcana card um the jester is an archetype that's related to the fool and the jester just wants to liven up the party um is also a very honest and straightforward archetype and um the positive side about the jester is the jester can be very humorous um and the shadow side of the jester is the jester can waste a lot of time i see this inside of the black community because black people are so funny like and i think that it, it's just something that we've inherited because we've had such a long-standing pillage of trauma inside of our lives and generational trauma that we have that literally we have to make everything a joke otherwise like we wouldn't be strong we probably all would have killed ourselves off by now because of all of the shit that we've got put through and our ancestors have been put through like we literally have to find the fun side of everything and I think that um that's the beauty of being black is that we have the ability to um make something out of nothing a lot of times um but sometimes I wonder when are we going to be able to like sit down and have a serious conversation about like where we are inside of our community and um really try to push ourselves forward and I think that we are starting to get into the generation of people that are being better about it and are putting action um behind what needs to be changed in our community especially with people going doing a uh, buying back the block um and people pushing celebrities to be more vocal about what's going on in the culture of course with black lives matter and um you know things of that sort so i think that we're getting better but um sometimes i think we don't really take things as seriously so um another archetype i want to talk about is the caregiver <sighs> the black mama the fuck the grandmama mama's grandmama's house big mama's house the caregiver right the pillar of your family um that's something that is resonates a lot with me because i feel like i have inherited that um archetype from you know my mother and my grandmother um of course i'm from the south well depending on who you talk to i'm from virginia so a lot of uh, that's really the the culture is the black woman is this the heart of your family um you take care of people you go to any black woman's house you should be able to get a meal a hug advice um so the caregiver as an archetype is empathetic and compassionate um and generous that is um the positive side of the archetype is they are very generous and they're very empathetic of others um and the negative side of the archetype is that they are easily exploited and taken advantage of and um i see that a lot malcolm x said it there's nobody in america more disrespected than the black woman and um it's it sucks it sucks to see sometimes you know especially when you feel like you're it's like what more do you want from me like no not only do you take but you beat me down too why so shadow side is i think sometimes black women we allow ourselves to be exploited oh and i think that's a good this is a good example so i was on twitter <laughs> like i said i live on twitter y'all 
I was on Twitter and I was um there's a thread that's going around and it's like hey um women name a time that you were a clown for a nigga um this is a safe space and there were so many examples of women that have dealt with ain't shit ass trash ass men that have taken advantage of them these women was paying people's bills and it was the bills of the niggas side bitches and niggas just like like just completely taking advantage of these women and the crazy part was i resonated with a lot of that shit i'm like damn like i was a clown for a nigga too before at some point and i it's just like i see it way too often and you know although it's a shadow side although it's something that we need to be aware of um it's just like us not being able to create these boundaries for ourselves um I I just don't want that to make black women feel like they need to cut people off from the world because black women are so beautiful god I love black women so much they're so beautiful they're such beautiful souls they really really are and um although there's some people that take advantage of our boundaries it doesn't mean that we should stop trying to make the world a better place another archetype that I'm gonna talk about the shadows of um is the magician and again we talked this was the last episode we had was the magician um major arcana card but um so the magician is somebody that has a lot of ideas and truly believes in their ideas that truly um trust themselves and that other people are attracted to because they see their ability to manifest and see their ability to generate these these super creative ideas um so the positive side of magician are they're transforming and they're constantly looking for new and different ways for um the world to work and the negative side of the magician is they can be manipulative and they can take advantage of people they can be a trickster um and i see this inside of black men pretty often i mean granted there's and like i always tell tell y'all in this show y'all gotta remember i'm a black woman so i'm always going to talk from the perspective of a black woman and yes i there are black women that are tricksters and take advantage of men but from my perspective i see this a lot inside of black men um and one in the example that i was talking about when i saw that twitter thread of you know these women talking about these situations that they were in and they um were taken advantage of but um kind of like how i talked about inside of the full episode where like when men are so engulfed in their ego and engulfed in their journey then that's the only thing that they see is that they see their lives from their perspective like they can be super like selfish they can be really selfish and only be um they can be self-centered which of course makes sense right if you're dealing if, if you're a black woman and you're somebody that takes care of people and you're you're the caregiver and you're giving off this 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 archetype of like i like to take care of people of course you're gonna have this um energy that matches it of i want to be taken care of and um sometimes i see that inside of black women where they're manipulating people and 
be I'm going to get from you what I want from you because this is my life and this is this is the picture and vision that I have for my life and this is the type of life that I want to create but they're doing all of these things and bringing all of these pieces together and taking from different people to create the life that they want but they don't look at the impact that they're having on other people in order for them to be able to create this picture and have these people in their lives and have um the support inside of their lives they don't realize that it should be a two-way street like yes you have people and women and friends that want to take care of you and want to give you advice and want to cook you meals and um, want to be around you and share your space and have fun with you but that does also require you to reciprocate <laughs> like that does also require you to give a little bit and like the world does not revolve around you and sometimes I do feel like black men can be just a tad a tad bit self-centered just a little bit another archetype that I want to talk about is the explorer which the explorer also is another aspect of the fool card because remember the fool is on a journey the fool is always on a journey um, so the explorer archetype that is a person that is always trying to experience new things they are seeking paradise right so the positive side of that is they are true to their desires kind of like when we talked about the magician like they know what they want they they have that vision for themselves and they're very comfortable with um, taking advantage of and they're very comfortable of tapping into that part of themselves that like I, that's what I want like this is what I like I know what I like I know what I want and I'm going to go get it right so the shadow aspect of that is the inability to stick to one thing kind of like the fool the fool is just like just aimlessly like walking around like it's just doing whatever trying new things um it's just like I'm just here for the fucking journey like it doesn't matter what destination I get to I'm just kind of like doing whatever like that's there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with always wanting to try different things always wanting new experiences but there's also there also requires there there also has to be that balance of having some type of commitment to something because if you don't commit to anything then you don't at some point you're not going to see any progress um so that that's kind of a shadow side that we talked about inside of the full episode um if you haven't listened to the episode i highly recommend you going back and checking out um you know some of the shadow aspects of the fool but yeah like sometimes then you know that's that's another thing that i've you know kind of seen inside of the black community is like this lack of desire to commit to anything like I live in fucking Dallas and Dallas is full of young, black, attractive, successful people. But when I say I know so many black men that are like pushing 40 that are like, I'm just enjoying being single. Nigga, you know how long you've been single? You know how long you've been out here just like playing the field? granted your journey is different than everybody else's i'm not judging i'm not but like i sometimes i look at them and i wonder like 
what's what's the underlining issue here like what what's really going on in your head like why are you why is there such a a, um a disconnect with being committed to anybody it's kind of weird to me sometimes um I mean maybe that's a shadow aspect of myself because I am a um habitually inside of monogamous relationships so maybe that's just a shadow aspect that that bothers me but you know I see a lot of explorers I see a lot of black men that are explorers inside of Dallas I will I will absolutely um say that <laughs> all right so the last archetype that I'm going to talk about today is the rebel the rebel is somebody that wants to change the world they want to change things in the world that just don't feel good to them they want to change the establishment and um the the great thing about this archetype is they have big ideas they have big outrageous ideas just kind of like the magician um like they have a very strong imagination um they have an ability to look at things from another and alternative perspective sometimes they tend to go too far um and offend people and you know what like i think the rebel from my perspective as a black american i think i see the rebel archetype in conjunction with the victim archetype a lot which i don't want to talk about the victim too much in detail because i want to make a full episode about the victim archetype when i do see the rebel inside of the black community i see it in conjunction with the victim archetype and i say that because I see a lot of times like we see situations and we come across situations where we get frustrated and I think also with that orphan that feeling like we don't belong anywhere um, and then we want to change it but we want to change it by making people feel sorry for us instead of us wanting to take the action and do the things that are necessary in the background embodying both that feminine energy of of envisioning what we want our life to be like and um balancing that with the masculine energy of going and doing the work i think for a very very long time instead of us wanting to do these things because we are um because we are explorers and we're jesters and we're always trying to find the humorous side and we're very like relaxed and laid back i think that instead of us taking that masculine our divine masculine side and going and doing the things that are necessary and being that magician fully embodying that magician energy of going and creating the life that we want i think that we have tried to attract people who feel sorry for us and use that energy that we that we attract in order to get things done through other people sometimes i wonder how that works <laughs> because it's very passive right and i think that black people we have been getting taken advantage of a lot for example the whole idea around cancel culture you know the idea around that is if we as a collective find something that we don't agree with we find something that triggers us then we as a group decide to boycott it and 
from there, we hope that whatever business or person or um, group or structure that we're boycotting um, from us keeping our money and our attention and time um, retracting that, we hope that they then will change their behavior or change the things that they're putting out, um, change the products that they're putting out, change the messaging that they are delivering. Um, and that goes back to that whole idea of it being very, very passive. Like this is very much secondhand boycotting. It's not, um, we're not doing anything directly. Like, yes, it has an impact. That's not to say that it doesn't have an impact, but at the end of the day, we also have to remember that there are people that although they may not agree with the ideals and I agree with the politics around a business, they still will support them. Um, you know, and, and that goes back to the whole idea of support. What is support really? You know, some people think like, look, like I'm just buying the clothes because I like the clothes. It don't got nothing to do with anything else. It don't have nothing to do with the background. Um, but we are the ones that are making it political. You know what I mean? Regardless of if we decide to buy their jeans or not, six months from now, especially with the the way that information is is cycles through people's psyches and cycles um, through time, we're, we're bombarded with information. So no, people aren't gonna remember six months from now what this person said. I mean, of course, unless they keep reiterating it, but it's a marketing strategy. And you know, black people continuously fall into this loop of being triggered by businesses that recognize that the black population and the brown population has a very large voice. Look at um, the, the chicken Popeye's chicken sandwiches. That was marketed by black Twitter. You know what I mean? So like people have learned that they can take advantage of the attitudes and the reactions and the emotions of black people because they know that we're gonna talk about it over and over and over and over again. And that may, I hate to say it, but that may be a karmic loop that we as black people are in. You know what I mean? Because it's the same thing with slavery. Not to say that we shouldn't be talking about slavery. I absolutely think that it's something that has impeded and impacted the um, progression of black people for hundreds and hundreds of years. So that's not to say that we can't talk about it, but that is something that is habitual within the black community. Um, so, I mean, some people kind of take advantage of that, what's the word I'm looking for? Some people take advantage of that, that side of, of um, the personality that is kind of inherently a part of um, black culture. So, um, <laughs> all right, so I'm going to wrap up this episode um i really hope that it was as informational as possible i just want to say thank you so much to the people that support me the people that are consistently listening to my podcast um like i tell you guys all the time i'm learning and growing every day too um and i just 
am so full of love and appreciation for everybody and the things that you guys um do you don't understand like just you listening and just you sharing the podcast with other people is just it i'm very very grateful for that um so i will see you guys next time when we talk about um the next major arcana card i'm pretty sure it's the high priestess but um i gotta double check and look into that but i'll see you guys next time bye